7012019. It's the morning after the night of the New Year's Eve party on the USS Enterprise. Spock drank too much Romulan ale and went into Ponfar and made a disgrace of himself. Bones had too much mint julep and showed Nurse Chapel his party trick with a speculum. Chekhov and Sulu had a contest to see who could out oh my or nuclear vessels each other. Scotty, yes, Scotty, went around raising his kilt to all and sundry, saying he should have been a McDonald's with a quarter-pounder like that. And I, yes, I, encountered a horrible yellow alien in my quarters, short, flabby, ugly, with a hairy thing on its head, until I realized I was seeing my reflection in the full-height mirror in my quarters, all in all, want to forget Kirk out. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. Uh, uh, if I may, the first. Oh, yes. The first of 2019. Yeah. I'm New Year's Crumbly. I'm Jean. I'm just Adam. And I am merely Keith, because mm. fake Keith hopefully will be joining us later, but is not here yet. Oh. Could be dead. Never know. No! <laughs> no! Anyway, without further ado, New Year's celebration's gonna arrive. Besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Yay! Stranger Things, season three dated. Yeah. Netflix have finally given us a release date for Stranger Things 3, the 4th of July 2019. Mm -hmm. Clearly a carefully chosen date, as it is easy for United Statesians to remember, given it's exactly 243 years and two days since the USA gained independence. We know the series is set in the summer of 1985, with the kids firmly into their teenage years now. Mm. Perhaps we can expect the hormonal 11 to mm. find some creative uses for superpowers in Egos and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> All eight episodes, and maybe also Barb's barely animated corpse, will drop on the 4th of July. Her of the amazing blouses. <laughs> I think it's meant to be uh, the first episode is Messet, 4th of July, 1985. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's what they've got on the advertisement blurb. Yeah, I think so. It's summer. Yeah. And also, I understand it's going to be slightly influenced by Back to the Future. Okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. That, that was 1985. Was, that was the year yeah. it came out. Because, you know, last season it was Ghostbusters. Yeah. A bit, yeah. Yeah. Batwoman! CW orders a pilot. With the likes of TV's Arrow and The Flash starting to get a little bit long in the tooth, the CW have ordered a pilot episode of Batwoman with Ruby Rose playing 
playing the title character. What is CW? Mm. It's an American network which ah. shows Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, okay. Legends of Tomorrow. I, I, I did know what CW stood for, but I can't remember now. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. This incarnation of Batwoman, a.k.a. Kate Kane. <laughs> oh, that's a great name, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, uh, it's mist- Marvel, isn't it? <laughs> mi- Mistress Kate Kane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has... <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone thinks of that. Has already appeared in the CW's Arrowverse, thanks to the Elseworlds crossover event, also played by Rose. The synopsis for this and any eventual series reads as such. Armed with a passion for the social justice and the flair for speaking her mind, Kate Kane, mistress, soars out onto the streets of Gotham as Batwoman, an out, an out lesbian and highly trained street fighter primed to snuff out the failing city's criminal resurgence. Don't call her a hero yet. In a city desperate for a saviour, Kate must overcome her own demons before embracing the call to be Gotham's symbol of hope. Mm. Mm. The Arrowverse is yet to show Batman, but don't hold your breath on Batwoman changing that, even if Supergirl did eventually lead to Superman appearing. As with any pilot, this one may or may not ever see the light of day. Mm. Mm. They're clearly fishing around. Yeah. I think it's got potential and no disrespect, but I think Arrow's, what, season nine? No, seven, isn't it? It's about seven there. Either way, it's it's been going longer than the standard seven years. Yeah, we're certainly getting to that point. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not already there. Yeah, absolutely. June Whitfield. Dead. British comedy institution June Whitfield has woken up dead. Adam. Aged 93. Mm. Despite her prolific... prolific, I can't pronounce it. (laughs) Prolific. Prolific. Career, she only appeared once in Doctor Who in 2009's End of Time Part 1, where she famously molested David Tennant on camera, Mm. though no one is suggesting that incident eventually led to her death. For many of us in the UK of a certain age, she's best remembered for her work in the sitcom Terry and June, or more recently, Absolutely Fabulous. She died on the 28th of December 2018, a year and a half after being made a dame. Dame June Whitfield. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was quite sad to hear that because she's one of those faces that's been in comedy and on yeah. TV oh, all yeah. of my life. Yeah. Going up, of, she was in a couple of the Carry Ons, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, Some four or five actually. Quite yeah. a few. Yeah. Oh, you see her in the Carry Ons when she's much younger. Oh yes. my yeah. god, yeah. she's dishy. <laughs> I, I can see her on stage once, back in probably 82, something like that. Yeah. Peter Pan. She was Peter Pan, of course. <laughs> Panto. Wasn't well, he a character from... Um, no, Dirk Gently, yeah. Peter Pan? No, Panto. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, 93, as uh, been commented in the past, is a good in- innings. Not bad. It, it's, it's transferred from that era of, oh, I'm surprised she's dead, to, oh, I'm surprised she was still, still alive. alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long ago? 2009. Yeah. She appeared in Doctor Who's there. Yeah. 10 years ago. Mm, well, ten coming years out at the end of this year, yeah. anyway. Yeah. I can never quite make out if that scene was initially ad-libbed <laughs> or scripted. I bet it was scripted. <laughs> but she did enjoy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get the feeling she did it wrong once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deliberately, yeah. Mm. Do we have any addendums? I have another addendum. Go oh, on. Yeah. W. Morgan Shepherd. 
Ah, dead. I'm afraid, yes. Mr Shepard, who's been the only actor who has appeared in Doctor Who and Star Trek... Uh, No, not the only one. One of the few. One of the few. Has uh, had uh, shuffled off this mortal call today as of recording. So, yeah, he is... It's announced today, yeah. He is a prolific actor... Uh, his first film was 1962. Mm. Mm, that's a while ago now. Yes, oh. yes. Born... Hang on, where are we? Free. Born August the 24th, 1932. Oh, OK. He's got a long list of film and TV credits. It's far too long to actually go through and read here. Yeah, but, but he's one of the few who's done not only Star Trek, Doctor Who, Babylon 5 as well. Yeah. The yeah. only other one that immediately comes to mind is um, David Warner. Yeah. yeah he's, he's done Doctor Who, B5 and Star Trek. Yeah. Then maybe one or two more. Quite a few um, uh, video games, voiced video games as well. He survived by his son, who was also an actor, Mark Shepard. Yep. Who was also in Doctor Who. Who was all, who, who played the same character. Played the same yes. character in different time periods, yes. Like, did the same in NCIS. They played the same character. Oh, they, they, he has been... I can confirm he's been in NCIS, but I couldn't tell you what. I couldn't he's tell you which one. one. He's one of those <laughs> he's, actors He's a dropping actor. Yeah, yeah, you recognise the face, even if you don't recognise the name. He oh, hasn't yeah. been, been in meteoric stardom, but he's always virtually been in employment. Yeah, character actor. Yeah. yeah. I have an addendum. I oh, have an addendum. I have an addendum. What is your addendum? Kaleidoscope, a non-profit organisation that specialises in locating missing television programmes, has announced that a new selection of audio recordings of missing Doctor Who episodes oh. have been recovered, many of which are improved on those previously available. Uh-huh. Mark has uh, got his lovely little hands <laughs> on them <laughs> and gone through them and confirmed that they are genuine and they have been restored put out there for people to listen to but return to the to the BBC which might be fortuitous if the animation takes yeah. off because if they got better audios yeah. of some of the missing episodes they might be inclined to actually do those as animations yeah some of them are a bit ropey yeah because it's a lot of it is dependent on the audio quality so yeah. if the audio quality is up there that might mean that some of the missing episodes mm, rather than where we've just yeah. got uh, do we know if there's any new episodes or is it all previ- better quality previous right, episodes right it is Dalek Master Plan oh Episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. The Massacre, The Ark, Celestial Time Makers, Gunfighter, Savages, War Machine, um, The Sky at Night, Man on the Moon, (laughs) (laughs) Smugglers, Out of Time, which is not a Doctor Who one, but I know that title. Tenth Planet, Power the Daleks, uh, Highlander, Underwater, Menace, and Moonbase Episode 1. Having got a lot of the audio still compilations i've watched everything once yeah and some of them the pictures are better than the audio (laughs) (laughs) so to have a really good audio would be that that, that sounds like it's something on apparently it's on some really good quality reel to reel so that means that if it hasn't degraded down it could make it onto DVD. Mm. Um, or a CD or download or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, as you said, it does op- up the option for mm. uh, animation reconstructions. Yeah. Maybe. Now, which one's been released uh, later on this? Was it the Mac- uh, the Macro Terror? Macro Terror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In black and white or oh, colour. Or colour. Mm. Any more addendums? I am addendum doubt. Anything down there? Nothing here. No, nothing here. Here endeth the news. Ah. This 
one and only podcast, we're introducing a game, and it's called Shatner Roulette, starring Crumbly. <laughs> Shatner Roulette. Yes. yes. Would you like to provide the first round of Shatner Roulette? For randomly wrapped CDs. <laughs> <laughs> now, we do have oh. musical company on some of them. Can we have a drum roll? So some that I've got uh, clips of the audio just to show the true horror to the people at home. Andy, right. Andy, Shatner may be in that collection somewhere. I'm not touching any of it. <laughs> well, you feel, you'll feel tainted. Yes. <laughs> so do you think the Shatner is in there? He's going for... I'll go for the tinfoil wrap one. Silver, okay. no, mm-hmm. silver, 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 silver wrap. It's not tinfoil. Not right? tin, no, 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 no. Choose your weapon. <laughs> oh, right, I'll go for the paper one. Hmm... Hmm, I'll go for the red one. No. <laughs> right, I get the no peeking one. Mm-hmm. Who's going to go first? You, you go first. Well, proving to be tough to get into this particular mm-hmm. yeah. hat. You don't have to be nice with the wrapping. You could do a roast in that. Yeah, it probably will be after this. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Johnny Dennis and the ranchers. What do you do? Don't have no idea of that one, fortunately. <laughs> A lot of underage people on the front cover, do Yeah, yeah. in short oh, skirts yeah. with a rather old dressed cowboy behind them. What are those men standing behind those women for? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good old boy's CD. Mm. Right. Okay. Oh oh oh, 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 oh. What have we got? We've got... We have... Bradley Walsh ah. chasing dreams. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of Bradley here. Yeah. Good old Bradders. Here we go, then. Hang on. Oh. Let me play among the stars. <laughs> Who has got the Shatmeister? Oh. Oh. oh, oh, there's an S. I oh. can see there's a, a definite S there. Oh. There's a definite S. Could Remember, be. these are all your Christmas presents, these are all Andy. All yours. <laughs> it is. It's a double one, whatever it is. Double. It is. I recognise the cover. Do you? Yeah. What's it? Oh, status quo. Back to back. (laughs) (laughs) That's as bad as Shatner. (laughs) Don't have no idea clear for that one. In the hole. In the hole. Top of his bum. Top of his bum. (laughs) (laughs) Right, then. Fourth. (laughs) One. Can this be... uh, Could that be it? Could it be? Is it... Oh. Is it an S? The tension's growing. Oh. It is yes. classic rock oh. by the London Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> Such uh, tracks as Born to Run, oh, For Your me. Love, Chariots yeah. of Fire, You Really Got Me, MacArthur Park, I the Tiger. Oh. That's not bad. You've got a lot yeah, to listen to. I've got a bit of audio for it, oh. though. Where are we? <laughs> Was that Bolero? It sounded like No, <laughs> listen again. You've really got oh, me, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> the Kinks. <laughs> it's the Kinks Bolero mashup. <laughs> Bizarre. Hours, <laughs> hours of fun. Enjoy that. <laughs> your, your future is stretching in front of you. Why am I reminded of the Secret Service Orchestra? (laughs) 
There will be another round of Shatner Roulette, won't you, shortly. Yeah, got to be next time, surely. Pass us the wrapping paper, I'll stick up the end of it. The tinfoil. Wrapping paper, wrapping paper. I want to put that over my head to keep the shat rays out. (laughs) So, dear listeners, it came a... Christmas Day, and there wasn't anything for us to watch. I'm going to play this in the car driving back to Horsham. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to listen to the movie reports that someone's crashed. (laughs) See, it was that interesting, Christmas Day. And then we waited and we waited and came upon us New Year's Day. New Year's Day. (laughs) And the only episode of Doctor Who we will get in 2019. Yeah. TV. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been watching Doctor Who New Year's Special. Ooh. Play the music. Resolution, resolution. resolution of the Daleks. Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> well, resolution. Oh, yeah. So, resolution of the Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> what did we all think? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. Yes. <laughs> Most people did. Yes, I, I did. appear to be in the minority, unfortunately. Again. Uh, no, you're joining the American. Not all Americans, but you're joining the Americans my brother seems to have been talking to then. Oh, okay. Okay, not alone. <laughs> I, I, I do think it has been the best that we've had so far. That mm, might be damning it so, with yeah. fake praise. Yeah, and so it's really high Although, that, but. there are a couple I thought were pretty good, but this didn't beat them for me, but. Uh, Another Christopher H. Chibnall mm-hmm. yes. episode. Yes. Perhaps the best Chibnall, for me, the best Chibnall episode we've had, period. Uh, okay, yeah, I think a lot of people think that. Uh, we won't go through the entire plot because people know it, but yeah. if you've seen Dalek from 2005, you've seen it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's a Dalek who's been trapped on Earth. Mm, yeah, th- about but a thousand this is, years this is a different... We haven't. The one thing I liked about this one is... They had to deal with the fact that Dalek didn't have his casing. Mm-hmm. So instead of suddenly creating a new superpower that the Daleks never had before, why the heck haven't they? They actually created a specific branch of Daleks, oh, I see so to mean, speak. Yeah, the recon. Uh, re- so recon, recon, so as to answer yeah. that, which I, I thought yeah. was quite a nice idea, rather than just yeah. saying, oh, look, Daleks can now mm. do this, because then you're stuck that all Daleks can then live outside of their casing. So I like mm-hmm. the idea that it didn't write in potential problems for the future stories. Yeah. If I may, mm-hmm. um, just small. I'm not disagreeing with anything, but a small observation. In extra canon or off canon, mm-hmm. We've already had the, or something like the Recon Dalek in one of the unit stories. We have, but that wouldn't necessarily be what I, we've seen yeah, on TV. I, I, no, I, I understand and acknowledge that. Yeah, but, but they it did ha- do their own version of Dalek, yes, didn't they? Yes, yes. And it's that quite could, good, as I was going to say. That could be well where they got the idea it from, considering been. how much else yeah. a big finish ends up yeah. on the Talk, screen. units, maybe we should uh, address that while we've uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> mentioned yeah. the topic. Other military services are available. I, I, I liked that whole scene, but there's one thing that rankled me about mm. that. Mm-hmm. Has the Doctor lost Kate's phone number? Well, yeah. <laughs> because in the 50th anniversary, yeah. the Doctor rang Kate on her own personal Presumably, mobile. Presumably, number's been given, yeah, been <laughs> passed over no, this is learned. her own mobile, her own personal mobile. Not anymore. It's been uh, requisitioned. <laughs> so I, I, that that one sort of like threw me that you know the doctor would have Kate's number, albeit fine Kate's number. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
One thing I did like about this you know, reconnaissance Dalek was um, I said it's a lot more squid-like. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So it had lots and lots more tentacles, and they were actually animated as opposed to being operated by someone with a radio control set. <laughs> and that's a bit true. of um, fishing wire. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the same. The yeah. yeah, it's most, mostly CGI. When it leapt on that uh, woman's back, I mean, it was very, very Planet of the Spiders, it really was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something Mind you, mm, Yeah. Mind you, I did like the way it tapped into the woman's spine, though. That was, yeah. Mm. Driving her around. Mm, I've seen yeah. do that before. Mm. An odd thing for a Dalek to be able to do, even a recon Dalek, like, why would it need to do that generally? It can, so fine. Maybe it's somehow related to how it controls the casing. Yeah, it could be. I mean, mm. it could be related because it would plug into the casing in some way and drive the casing, drive the Mark III travel well, machine. You, you yeah. were, it's, it's biomechanical anyway. But also, so. maybe because it is a recon one, that it might have to integrate into the society in order to recon mm. rather yeah, than maybe. to go out destroy and exterminate. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's coming across a he, force that's... he wanted her to operate the terminal. So. That's it. So yeah. if it's coming across a force that that could be a threat or stronger than Daleks they may need to go undercover and that's a good way of tapping it just hypothesising on the back of a Slovene maybe yeah yeah, blending quite well hence (laughs) hence the inflating deflating yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did we all think of the uh, junkyard challenge, Dalek? I liked it. I liked the fact that it was some way almost a replication of the first scene we had with the Doctor building her yeah, Sonic. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was very similar, and and that was Including one thing. Hammers. That was yeah. it, and that was one of the things that got me. But that, that one of the criticisms that was extended in a conversation I had about it from someone was that how the heck could she build that, and where did you get the stuff from? And I'm like, well. She didn't build it. The Dalek Dalek built it, used Mm -hmm. manipulating her muscles, etc. But also, you know, we've got the the fact that the Dalek scum was there, so there's obviously bits of the Dalek that's maybe mixed with other technology it had scavenged. Missiles, presumably, because it kind of built those, surely. (laughs) No, but it did did attack that. The army, I know it blew them all up, but it obviously knew about the army bases and it went into that place to get its, ex- its yeah, exterminator yeah. arms, mm. so there might be munitions that's, there. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the uh, prelude to, uh, to, yeah, to the event that took place in the present day, it was divided, in, it was chopped into three sections. Yeah. Mm. So could they all operate autonomously from one another? Or yeah. um, I don't think so. Mm. I think it could only open operate as one cohesive unit, mm. put them like a starfish. Put it, those bits together, it will form one cohesive yeah. unit. That, that's something I wasn't mm. sure about. Did the other two squid bits somehow manage to get over to mm, where they it did, was? They yeah. teleported. Because oh, oh, spatial shift. Because yeah. I missed that bit. And I was like, oh, so there's two bits of Dalek still left about. And you know when you're like, I'm sure I've missed something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's when they, were, they saw them digging in the ground. Mm. It, it yeah. had gone. It, it shifted. Oh, Presumably right. doing that without technology, too. I don't know how he's doing that, but okay. <laughs> Short-range teleport. Biological mm-hmm. teleport. To more people. Yeah. Halfway around the world. Depends you on, your, de- depends well, on yeah. your definition of t- uh, short range. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, if you can teleport across an entire galaxy, mm. half a planet is short range. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw um, Lynn, I was sure that she was April from uh, class. A lot of people have made that association. I recognise her yeah. from somewhere. I don't know where. So you're saying, is that they brought April back? That's an interesting move. She- and then... Does well, maybe look, it's not. No, yeah. but she does look very much like her. Yeah, a lot like her. Yeah. A few years older, but then it would she be would a be a couple of years older, at least. Yeah. yeah. 
I like, no, not so. <laughs> I liked with this one that for the first time, okay, it did help that the TARDIS appears in the middle of the crypt where they're working, but very quickly they both deferred to the Doctor. Yeah. Mm. April and yeah. the, the, the chap, Mitch. Mitch. Mm. And that to an extent, and also um, Ryan's father when he gets involved in it, <laughs> that to an extent is one of the things I've been missing from the writing is that, the doctor's ignoring any sex side yeah. of it. It's almost like a psychic horror that says, yeah. I am in charge, mm. and people defer automatically to Doctor. That hasn't been so prevalent in this season. No. Whereas this was the first time it had been like, okay, that's loud. Go and get me something to put this sample. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Though, obviously, they, they just seen a police box materialise in the middle of the series. Yeah. And you yeah. think, okay, there's but something they, going on here. <laughs> but they could have easily have deferred straight to Graham. Being Oh, maybe, oh, yeah. the male, you know, it's, they actually Graham deferred... Graham wasn't the one asking, go no, get something. No, but they actually deferred straight to yeah. the doctor, the person that was making... Sorry, it was clearly the doctor in charge yeah. of the, the environment, which is good. Now, some of the doctor's one-liners, take four of these every three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not thou, Cole, yeah. Yeah, or else you'd grow an extra head. That was a bad <laughs> <That> party. Was <laughs> bad. <laughs> really touching back on the uh, the casing, I didn't like it very much. Didn't you? I can forgive it because it's yeah. going to be a one-off. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. not getting to but it looked emaciated to me it was rather wasp wasted for me I didn't mind it Mm-hmm. Because it suited the environment for what it, it yeah. is a scrap built one. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me a hell of a lot more of the the Daple Daleks yes. rather than a yeah. Dalek. Yeah, it that. wasn't quite. It was the idea, but not quite the shape. I have seen a Facebook. Someone put a Facebook picture up of an old Daple Dalek. Thing really? up, and seriously, it's very very similar. Maybe uh, Actually, that, that was the first time I've seen a Dalek with missile launchers. Yeah, yeah. So, so I might Curious. have. I might have problems. If that is the new shape of the Dalek going forward. Yeah. But I think, and it suits, it has a one-off. So one-off is okay. I would still have preferred mm. it being chunkier. Just because it's, it's home-built. Yeah. Doesn't mean it doesn't have to be, it can't be chunky. This but. is true, but you've also, she was fighting against the Daleks. So it might have come down to having to build what it could make Quickly. her build yeah, yeah. a out of what was available and b in the time because yeah. the bigger and more chunky it is the longer that dalek has to control that human who is starting maybe. to fight against it don't know maybe mm. but it does still look like a, a time war dalek yeah all the I details mean, it's kind of the yeah. cowling around the eye yeah the uh, the rings still had the little extra rings around if, you, the balls if we'd had no nothing yeah. if we know nothing Time more ball. other than the doctor landed and we saw that in the field the first thing that go through your head would be why is there a manky dalek <laughs> in them you would yeah. know what it is you might think it's a manky dalek but you would know it was a dalek yeah. so it, it might look like it's from the klf yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it it, it, yeah. it did the job in that it it didn't betray its its mark three history True. heritage you could tell though it wasn't be operated by a person inside it mm. it was quite jerky in the way it moved but which again suited it suits the yeah, aesthetic but you can see why even in this day and age where they could have remote controlled a full-size Dalek they don't yeah. it yeah. does lose a certain personality Fluidity yeah. In that, yeah. Yeah. and even now they have some often not every shop they often have somebody in R2-D2 yeah, mm. just to give it that bit of life, to be able to shake yeah. the thing properly, and that that was lacking. But again, it's nitpicking because it's a one-off, so it's fine. The, <laughs> the thing I found with this was could have been better. But. I it was only an hour long, but it felt like two. 
Well, <laughs> it didn't it? Didn't you had a really nice pace, Up and then that scene between, <laughs> yeah, with Aaron and Ryan and Aaron and Graham and yeah. that, and yeah. I get all of that, and I understand, but that works when you've got what would have been an old four-parter or a two-parter out, and you can mm. spare the time. But it just seemed to take all the pace out of it. Completely. It yeah. completely I, slowed yeah, it down for me. It just took I, all the life out of it yeah, for me. I, I do for have me. to disagree vehemently with that. Really? You think it added pace and life to it? Uh, no, I don't think it added pace and life to it, but it, I don't, certainly don't think it slowed it down. Okay. It added a layered and extra contextual layer to it. I didn't mind the first bit too much with uh, Ryan and his father in the cafe. Although I wish that had been a little that bit could, shorter. That should have been shorter nonetheless. But when they actually had this terrible plot mechanism you could see it being twisted to get to get graham not in the tardis yes so he could have a word oh here's all your old stuff mm. from when your mother died yeah so um did you also complain about the bits with martha and a mother and uh, Ra- uh, joe uh, jackie and rose no but they weren't quite so blatant in that oh they've left me behind Okay, I go off and do this instead. Then he brings him up. Oh, come and collect me. I've just finished my scene with the Ryan's father. I think it was the length of the. (laughs) the, Those they Uh, were two quite long scenes for me. Didn't help that I didn't really feel much for the father character. No, I didn't hate him as you meant to at the beginning. I think Mm. I didn't like him by the end. I just felt neutral on him throughout. (laughs) I did like some little scenes. So if he'd gone out the airlock, he wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been been too upset. I did like some little scenes. There was there was some bits with that. I did like is when Ryan went out and called Graham Gramps mm. and the father's <laughs> sort of like look of annoyance and how dare you and I thought mm, that ain't gonna last long pal <laughs> but also I, I quite like some of the humour where that's my chair well you should yeah. leave it this my chair <laughs> should leave a line <laughs> around leave him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like when he first turned up both the doctor and Graham both really gave him the cold shoulder. And yeah. And also, it was Ryan's dad. Mm. Yeah, yeah he, she always she, called him she, yeah. Ryan's dad, yeah, not Aaron. It's yeah. the same with uh, Yaz's mum. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I quite liked the bluntness of the... the, the do- well, that making up for some of your lack of parenting <laughs> yeah, skills. Yeah, it's really <laughs> down. Like I say, it was um, Ryan's little rubbing of his nose into it by calling Graham Gramps in front of the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me sort of like, you kind of knew that he was going to turn up. Part of me wonders what this has been set up for. Are we going to have a bit of now coming back to see the father and a bit like Rose and... It doesn't feel like it. It feels like they've just resolved it in that 30-second bit Mm. at the end of the episode. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's more to build. It feels like it's... It depends how how long he was absent from Ryan's life for. That's the thing. Mm. Most of it, though. Most of it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, since Mm. the mother died. So, what, six years, seven years? Perhaps even before then. Mm. Yeah, he was working in rigs. Yeah, you get the idea he was working in rigs, so he's not been there full time. Yeah. I did have a feeling towards that end scene it was either going to be the father that went out or it was going to be Graham mm. I thought when I saw the, the father getting sucked backwards and then Graham moved <laughs> he tricked me to it yeah. 
this <laughs> dexterous thing. Um, it, it was like, okay, either they're going to set up, you know, he's just met his son, they're all mate, and then he's going to get blasted into oblivion mm, and that. Yeah. Or Graham's going to try and help him out. And end up going out instead. And end up going out instead. Maybe. I was glad we didn't lose Graham. Yeah, all of them survived. It didn't bother me that we didn't lose Alan. Yeah, yeah all of them survived again. So mm. into season Nobody two. Nobody dies. For them. But again, it was another one where, and I can't even remember her name. Lynn? No. Was it to this episode or? No, she's yes. in every episode. Yes, thank you. Yes. I'm sorry. That's indicative, isn't it? That's indicative. I, I think the lass is wonderful, but again, it's one where... She had nothing to do. She had nothing to do. She is woefully underused, she really totally. is. Totally. I mean, well, to the fact I couldn't remember the character's yeah. name there for a moment. Chibnall is promising that he's going to do more with her next year. But he can't do less. Can he? Yeah. yeah. She's not even the wallpaper kind of star. Mm. She gets a few lines here and there, but yeah, nothing which couldn't be said yeah. by anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even the arachnids in the UK episode, I mean, it was, that was supposed to sort of flesh her, sort of her and her family out a little bit. It didn't really do that, unfortunately. I mean, even uh, Demons of the Punjab, it's more about her family. It is about her. Yeah. Well, yeah. It is a shame, but a new season, maybe come 2020, yeah. we'll see more of that. I'd l- I like the little veiled Brexit dig with yeah. unit. A lot of people oh, yeah. are taking uh, offence at that. I didn't quite read it that way, but I suppose it could be. I just That's, read it as efficiency mm, savings, which yeah, local mm, governments and yeah, councils no, and the military are being They did mention international partners. Yeah. I've, I've got to admit, I took it as a Brexit dig yeah. at the time when I watched it. I have to say, though, I have wondered, instead of United Nations, it's become the unitary or what have you. Yeah, unified. Yeah. Wide, um, yeah. I'm, I'm in, I don't know, Germany or what have you, and I'm paying all this money to this army that only ever seems to have to save Britain because that's yeah. the only place that gets him paid in. Yeah. Why am I paying into <laughs> Saving the entire world. Eh? We might be in the bridgehead, but I think that was a bit of a mistake. Maybe they're setting something up, maybe they're going to have a storyline where unit is re-established. It really depends. Reformed. It really depends what they're going to do with it but it's not the first time unit has been cocked up by self-serving politicians or people who don't understand why it's there yeah to my knowledge we had it at least twice during the Pertwee era mm-hmm. actually televised and I think they've done it three times on the big finish oh right through yeah. various ways and means well also depending on how you do the year count Pertwee is in the future or not yeah. as the case <laughs> may be which means Unit has or has not been reformed but I think don't ask me what episode but I think there is an episode that will be that is set further in the future than we are now that involved Unit and given we've just had a Dalek really? blow up GCHQ mm, yeah. the chances are they will actually reform form it anyway as a result of this. I think Pertwee well, set in the 80s it, it, and then Battlefield in the 90s. Uh, yeah, GCHQ. I, I, talking about that, sorry, I need to intercede. There was a little meme going out on Facebook. I love the, this. The tweet actually from GCHQ yeah. Yeah, saying, right. despite a Dalek attack mm. yesterday, we are still, still up and running. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I love it when you get a big industry and something like that that can actually see a sense of humour mm. with itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poke, poke fun yeah. itself. Yeah. 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 I mean, all in all, I, I enjoyed this episode. I, this felt more like a modern mm. Doctor I, Episodes this season have been feeling more like old original Doctor Who. And by that, I mean mm. kind of like mainly pre-Pertwee. I'm not saying that's good or bad. That's just kind of like the, the, the vibe, vibe I was getting. Mm. This felt more like a new Who episode. Mm, yeah. It just, for me, I didn't dislike it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just found that the pace slowed down a little bit more than I felt it needed to during yeah. some of the... Not that they 
weren't good scenes, but you only had an hour. I think, and either you, you were padding it out, or you were slowing it down for some reason. I think more Dalek scenes would have been a better way to use that time. Mm. But mm. I also felt the Doctor was more Doctorish in this one than she has been for for most of the more acrobatics. <laughs> I don't know, more more like the Doctor. The first episode, she was more like the Doctor, then she became an observer. Yeah, and this one, it was more more modern Who Doctor. Yeah, mm, yeah. a lot of classic Who. The Doctor is quite passive as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting here a bit more towards New Who-ish Doctor, but still not quite there for me yet. No, no. Still haven't had that crowning moment of awesome, although <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes. we never get it. Maybe that's a deliberate thing. Well, looking back, the crowning moment of awesome, I'm yeah. not denying that, but how many Doctors actually had that in their classic. first year in the classic? Classic, hardly mm. any of the Doctors exactly. in the classic. Yeah. It's a new thing. It's... It, it, is, it is a new thing. I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying if it is trying to take its lead from the classic series yeah. rather than the new Which is why I think series. maybe we'll never get it. Yeah. I've really become accustomed to New Who where RTD and Moffat both had yeah. the Doctor as this lonely god. Yeah. With and, almighty powers in Tenant, yeah. Tenth Doctor there, what he did to the family of blood at the end I, of... Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful figure. I've, 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 say, I've gone on record saying I love that. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But I also like the one sitting in the background just gently manoeuvring things into position. Yeah, but I don't feel that she's been doing that either. No. I think, mm. I, and I get both sides of these stories, and I share both of them completely. Yeah. Be, being someone that can happily sit down and watch a black and white Hartnell and then can watch a David Tennant and enjoy them equally for what they are. I don't have a problem with this homage back to the old old, old series. Mm-hmm. But I think it needs to be balanced out with more fast-paced, more modern-style who. Purely because that is what the programme is mm. like now. That's a bit like sort of like trying to make... We know Star Wars as it is now. If you then tried to make Star yeah. Wars like the it's first Star Wars now, episode, yeah. it would look much slower, yeah. it would look dated, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff, and it would turn off. I know this is getting good ratings, and I totally get why, because the stories are a hell of a lot easier to follow, especially for younger <laughs> children. But I think you could still have have that very good simplistic storytelling and have a balance between the old style stories like the Punjab and slightly more pacey Mm. it's almost like the doctor's wife type story harking back to the feedback i left for the uh, last episode Mm -hmm. i fell asleep (laughs) 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 love you (laughs) what i was going to say was reintroducing the doctor's traditional foes obviously we've had a dalek episode there won't be any more episodes until 2020 Mm -hmm. will there be more any more of the traditional foes will there be a will there be a dalek episode because i mean that's the question that is because obviously we don't want to go over over egging the pudding and sort of featuring the Daleks in every season. No. I doubt there will be another Dalek episode no. because not all Doctors have actually faced the Daleks, I don't think. I think yes, they yeah, have. Yeah, well, so they, McGann is arguable. Yeah, but, so yeah. they all get a Dalek episode, mm, but yeah. some of them that's all they get, mm, so yeah. to speak. I think to have two, in, although it'll be 12 months, that is still quick succession. Mm, yeah. I And there are so many more monsters and Daleks are wonderful but they are also difficult to use in a new and fresh and interesting way. And they are kind of like a bit of a sledgehammer because you've got to find a way of debilitating them. You know, you've got the ultimate thing that can kill everything. And it's the old it's, ninja thing, isn't it? Yeah, so I think they're almost, they're better by own. being infrequent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
because yeah. they're a bit more of a shop. Well, less is more. Well, no. Yeah, mm. and I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But looking at the new season. I have a horrifying feeling that the contract that the BBC has to allow them to use the Daleks mm. means there has to be at least one appearance per season of a Dalek. Well, they've got around that by having a one-scene Dalek yeah. appearance, uh, yeah, yeah. like in I the mean, pilots with a little yeah, more than that. Do, do, they uh, have to pay, might, do they have to pay the estate of Veritarian Nation every yes, time? Yes. All mm. oh, right. But, yeah, there may be a thing in the contract. It's yeah, rumoured that they have yeah. to show a Dalek yeah. every season. Yeah, that's that's my, my fear. But we, so they can get around that by doing. Hopefully, we'll have the have the token shadow. But yeah, yeah. have a yeah. oh, I remember, and then flash picture of Dalek. <laughs> That's it. I don't. Back, no. Yeah, I think all this call for classic monsters is probably missing the point. I don't think it necessarily matters. No. It's how you write them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So if they're Sontarans, does it really matter? It's all down to the story. Yeah, I mean, if they're Sontarans, let them be nasty, or horrible Sontarans, mm. not cute Strax Sontarans. It's a, as I've always said, the story's the key. If the story's yeah. no good, everything else is just window dressing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, we'll see. We've got a, mm, a, whole a year, year. probably yeah. as we speak, yeah. until yeah. we see any more. Perhaps accepting brief bits at Children in Need, or God knows what else might appear. Apparently there is going to be a Children in Need. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's all we're going to get will between it be now. Oh. actual mini-episode, or will this be a thing like I did last yeah. year? I heard rumours it's going to be a mini-sode, but at this moment in time, I don't think they're really firming up on... Oh, okay. on they're, that. they're just putting it together now. I think I read somewhere on Facebook that production is starting. Just starting now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today, as of recording. Mm. But now, on the whole, I enjoyed it. Um, yep. I had no problems with it being on New Year's Day. I can understand that the ratings are probably going to be lower they on were. New Year's Day than yeah. if it was on Christmas mm, Day. Yeah. One, because you kind of like a force to watch it on Christmas Day because there's sweet Fanny Adam as they on. <laughs> but also, New Year's Day, it's not... A, for some people, it is a normal working day, but people have gone out to the sales. I mm. would imagine that the, there was more pick-up on streaming afterwards than mm. there would be for mm. a Christmas yeah. Day one because I think a lot of people watch Christmas as it goes out. This one, they're probably going to iPlayer it. I think it was the fourth... Most watched on the day. A bit low, but yeah. yeah. 5.15 million, I think, overnight in the UK. Something like that. The yeah. best was Luther, which is 5.6. Yeah. Which wasn't that much more. It's not not great. Got a lot of people, so we say, are still feeling the effects of the <laughs> yeah. night before. A lot of people go out on the sales because they haven't yeah. been able to for the Boxing Day. And it's not a working week, but it almost feels like a working day. I have to admit, it did feel weird watching it back again on a Tuesday or whatever it was. I felt a little bit nostalgic for uh, <laughs> well, the pre-hiatus uh, era, the Davidson yeah. era. This is only the second New Year special. Must be. I think so. Tenant had one. Yeah, Tenant. Tenant exited on a New Year special. Yeah. Oh, see you again in a year. Yeah. Mm, yes. Bye. <laughs> Chaps and chapettes, if you want to give us your thoughts on the New Year special of Doctor Who, you can email us at show at staggering stories dot net. And now, round two. Of Shatner Roulette. <laughs> Shatner Roulette. <laughs> right, gentlemen and lady, choose your weapons. Oh. I'll go for the snowmen. Snowmen. I'll go scarlet. I'm going reindeer. It's all covered with dancers. No, exotic dancers. Dancer. Oh, no, no, it's all of them. We have Comet, 
Vixen, Dancer. Who's that? Rudolph. Walter. Walter be Rudolph. That one's... That's Dasha. Okay, we've got one opening here. Oh, 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 oh. Boom, chaka, wah, We know this is a bit late for Christmas, but we didn't see Crumbly. It was meant to be four weeks ago, but yeah. This is the one we've first time we've seen Crumbly since then. Come on. What do we got? What? I Dreamed a Dream by Susan Boyle. We've got a bit of audio for that one. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Where we go? Oh, Yay! Yeah. What is it? Alexandra Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> Pointless yeah. fame. And Sarah Jane Adventures. Sarah Jane Adventures. And Doctor. Yes, yeah. the voice of Mr. Smith. Yeah. Singing Upon a Different Stone. Mm. Sure. So you've got an assistant and you've got the voice there of will be another song for me <laughs> For I will sing it A lot of these CDs I'm going to be giving to my mother-in-law <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh, oh What have we got? Oh, oh, we got? oh, 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 yes! Oh. Yes! Oh. Yeah. The Cult of Ant and Deck oh. <laughs> Oh dear. I'm not <laughs> Thank God. Thank you. That was only a short clip. Thank it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we couldn't do, do more. Why than that. do I get the impression the charity shops are going to do very well out there? <laughs> <laughs> they did. <laughs> okay, and the final one. For- oh, here what's, we go. What oh, is this? Oh. Billy! Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we want to. Because we want to. <laughs> oh, yes. This is the only thing a lot of us knew about Billy Piper yeah. for a long time. The pop singer? Why do you always say what's on your mind? Because we want to. Because we want to. Yeah. <laughs> and that was round two like of Shatner Roulette. Oh, my God. Shatner. I'm a tired Morris dancer. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> We can call it New Who anymore because it has been going for what, like now, thirteen years. Thirteen years. Mm. Yeah. So the Who that is no longer that is not classic. The clue that's not classic but isn't new either. Yeah, has been now on for how many years? Well, twenty oh five. We're in twenty nineteen. So we've had twelve seasons. No, thirteen seasons. No, eleven. Eleven. Yeah, eleven seasons and a handful of odd episodes. Mm. Should be up to season fifteen. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So of those eleven seasons and a handful of odd episodes, we are going to cogitate, deliberate, consider, and give each other's opinions and trounce each other's opinions as to which we think are personally of our own opinion. And what's more, alone we considered to be the better of the seasons I, I would like to go on record here and now I think the first season is probably Eccleston's best oh okay yeah. shall we pause for music <laughs> the Eccleston week So what I did, I don't hear me else did, but... Yeah, I, we all I, ignored. I didn't, I didn't, I filled it in. No, you did? Okay. So I went through, this is just season episodes, yeah. not the specials, no. no Christmas, New Year, yeah. anything like that. I went through and I just gave them a ranking for each yeah. New Who story, and that came up with a list of the best and worst seasons, and I was surprised by what came last, actually. Mm. <laughs> I honestly thought, when I suggested this particular segment, yeah. that Series 11 
would be at the bottom of my list. Oh. But it's mm. not. Oh. It's not even in the bottom three. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm surprised by that. I'm not surprised by what's at the top. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's at his top is probably going to be what's at my bottom. Yeah. I, I'd just like to point out that because of this, I've looked at, reassessed my feelings of these various seasons. Mm. I've also gone back to listen to my reactions on the original podcast. Okay, we didn't start till season three, part way yeah. through yeah, but, three, but, yeah. but it's, um, it's interesting because the further away I've got from Matt Smith's first season, mm-hmm. the less I've liked it. <laughs> okay. I, I was quite upbeat and enthusiastic, but there again, as I seem to remember saying, it's the first season, new cast, new people, so that's their grace year. It will be interesting mm. to see my reaction for season 11 the further I get away from it. Indeed. Some people are uh, obviously swayed Matt Smith's era because I think most people agree it gets a bit worse as it goes along. That's one thing, <laughs> that's one thing I was going to mention. I mean, that's to say, so the first season, I should say, it takes a while, it takes a while for a character to, you know, to settle in and put their mark on the role. But I mean, I would find, especially towards the end of Matt Smith's tenure as the Doctor I mean I found the plots very sort of unnecessarily sort of uh, com- you know, complicated and um, well convoluted to say the least I mean I sort found of... his entire vain <laughs> convoluted shall we, shall we start at the beginning I know yeah. I, I screwed that up personally but let's start at the beginning <laughs> yeah we've gone off track let's yeah. start <laughs> at the very beginning so season one was right. Monsieur Ecclestone. Yep. Is that your favourite? It actually came out as my favourite. We did this little filling in chance and it came out heads and shoulders above all the others. Yeah, it did for you. And I, oh, that's probably because I put Dalek 78 instead of 7, but it still <laughs> probably is quite heads and shoulders. For me, even at the time, I found the majority of those stories quite strong. Okay, there was things like <laughs> World War Three, which yeah. is a bit tongue-in-cheek. There's one or two, but, you know, you've got things like The Empty Child, Doctor Dances, yeah, yeah, The Unquiet Dead, mm. Parting of the Waves, Bad Wolf. Rose even, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I found all of the stories enjoyable. At the time, I thought it was the whole, yes, it's back! <laughs> But even going back and watching them, yeah. I still put them on yeah. and thoroughly enjoy them. There's, there are certain episodes I will quite happily go back to. Mm. And there, there yeah. are more yeah. episodes in that one season I'll go back to than there are in Matt Smith's entire <laughs> service that I would go back to. It's interesting, I, maybe because they're older and there weren't many around at the time. I have rewatched the first five or six seasons a lot more yeah. than the ones that came after. Yeah. Latter Matt Smith stuff, not rewatched so much. Capaldi stuff, not rewatched a lot of it at all, apart from for commentaries. Yeah. I know certain fans and I've had experience of those certain fans is I've got to spend spare 20 minutes nothing's doing let's stick a Doctor Who on yeah I really do I don't do that yeah I don't I hardly ever re-watch an episode so certainly amongst the classics mm-hmm. there's got to be a lot in there to make me come back to it yeah and if uh, I do want to watch a Doctor episode I'll put on an old favourite yeah. Mm. yeah so it's going to be something yeah. from season 5 or yeah. maybe yeah, season exactly. 1 or whatever yeah yeah it'll be Mask of Mandragor or the brain mm-hmm. of Morbius. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> might be Day of the Doctor or mm-hmm. So season, season one came out as my favourite season so far. I would say it's probably even if I hadn't put in 78 instead of 7, it would have been that or season 4. It's my which third. Is, mm, I, I would say first. I haven't done this, but I, I, I've got to rate it, say, third 
second. Really? Okay. So myself. That? The ones which put it down a bit are Aliens of London, World yeah. War Three, yeah. Long Game, yeah. Boomtown a bit, yeah. End of the World. Again, it's it's not terribly down there, but it's one of the lower ones for me. But yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard to argue too much against that. The first season, it also provided a wellspring for quite a few characters as well. I mean, you had Captain Jack. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, let's torch it. Setting the groundwork for you know, for uh, seasons to come. Yeah, I think there is a thing with it as well. It kind of set the tempo and that for for new who. Yeah, it set the seal on this is what Doctor Who is it, now and mm, that kind. of It stuff. had a lot of work to do, and I think it accomplished its job. Yeah, mm, it did. It had some so tonal issues in the first block, as as we've known about or haven't yep. known about. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. it's impressive stuff. And the fact that we've got 11 series here yes. and it's still coming out very high, yeah. and given it's very old. I, I rated these episodes 1 to 10, <laughs> and I rated The Empty Child, Doctor Dancing, as a 10. Okay, uh, Empty that, Child, 88, Doctor Dancing, 90, yeah. out of 100. So that's yeah. my top two episodes in that season. Uh, mine too. And, mm-hmm. and they would form in my, okay, you can take X amount of episodes with you, they would both yeah. be in that pile. It's the, the lifeboat. Yeah. No, Rose 85, it's very high. See, I remember watching Rose when it first went out. Oh, like and apart from spending the entire episode going, <laughs> I did sit there thinking, please tell me that we're not going to have this pace of music all the way through the entire series because it's going to get so on my wick. <laughs> yeah. Then we came to season two, which for me was sixth most popular. Really? That's mm. way yes. down for me. Which is the New Earth. Reminder for everyone here, New Earth, Tooth and Claw, School Reunion, Girl in the Fireplace, Rise of Side Man, Age of Steel, Idiots Lantern, Impossible Planet, Satan Pit, Love and Monsters, Fear Her, Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. There were a lot of very good episodes in that. Oh, for, yeah. For, for me, I, There's I, lots I, of tens and nines. For, for me, I, I would have placed this around about number two. Really? There, there is not a lot of slack in there. Yes, no. we do have Love and Monsters. Which, I don't mind that, but 75 for me. Which is bad. I didn't really mind Fear Her. 50, my uh, lowest. See, I liked Fear Her. I, I wonder, it was a passable episode. F- Fear yeah. Her was, was a middling episode to yeah, me. Yeah. It, if anything, I'd probably damn it with faint pays. It wasn't spectacular, but it wasn't as bad as people have made out. For the most part, for me, it's quite middling. It's yeah. um, third from bottom Yeah, for me. So there's only two below that. I've so. got... 110, which is School Reunion. I've school got, Reunion 70 is quite high. I've got a couple of nines, but I think what's done it for me is I've got three that I've racked as <laughs> which is Impossible Planet, Satan Pit and Love and Monsters. Impossible Planet? Those Impossible Satan Planet and the Satan Pit. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I found those... I'm I found not going to argue. Quite high. I, found impos- I found them very atmospheric. I'm not yeah. going to... Very atmospheric. I'm I just... not going to argue. I'm just going to go... Right, <laughs> yeah, Sidemen, Age of Steel are down. But, quite yeah, low. I, I yeah. agree with those. Even yeah. Girl in the Fireplace, only 63. I never quite got I the love for that. that. Yeah, a lot of people do, and I, I never quite bought the whole relationship thing. Rise of the Sidemen, Age of Steel got quite high marks for me. And part of that, I think, yeah. is because they were true to the origins of how Sidemen were created. The fact that they were fighting. No, the fighting off decay of humanity, etc., yeah. etc., et mm. both within the realms of the storylines and within the realms of the person who created it, that was his idea of how they came into existence. It suffers and by I comparison like to uh, spare parts, which yeah. is unfortunate. Because yeah. I much prefer that where people are gradually dying and having bits replaced bit by bit. Yeah. The horror of that rather than this wholesale, oh, 
plonk your brain in this. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you can't get too bogged down in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But try to, try to go forward. The third season, Smith & Jones, Shakespeare Code, Gridlock, Daleks in Manhattan, Evolution of the Daleks, Elizabeth's Experiment, 42, Human Nature, Family of Blood, Blink, Utopia, Sounds of Drums, Last of the <laughs> Time Lords. Mm, second to bottom for me, this one. Uh, this one, if you take the in-season as its entirety, it's about middling for me. Mm. Yeah. Middling. It started re- reasonably good, had a slack period, but it finished on such a bang from blink onwards mm. till the... I'd say from human nature onwards. Mm. Yeah, human oh, sorry, nature from human, human nature onwards. Until, is- until the denouncement at the end of uh, the Time Lord one. Yeah, That's where it tripped. Sound of the Drums, 75. Last mm. time was 69. is dropping down. Yeah. Yeah. Blink is obviously the highlight. For yeah, it's great. Yeah. It had... 90. Yeah, but we had a sudden peak from there. Uh, Blink, Love and Monsters, Family of Blood, Blink, Utopia were n- knocked it out of the park for me. Unfortunately, yeah. the rest of the stories around it... That knocked it right down, yeah. yeah. Mm. Daleks of Manhattan, Evolution Daleks, mm. Lazarus yeah. Experiment, yeah. 42, all of them. Yeah. See, 42 mm. I quite liked. I know a lot of people didn't, but just something about that episode that I just thoroughly enjoyed. Lazarus I didn't mind. Daleks of Manhattan and Evolution of Daleks, mm, I can take or leave it. Mm. it it wasn't an awful episode. It wasn't a brilliant episode. Yeah. It had its moments, but it it wasn't any killed a frigging moon. But <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't human nature either. Yeah, yeah. A few which are just too low to it brings the entire season down, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And then we have season four. Four. Okay. Which I'm surprised didn't come out as number one for me, but came out number two. Came out number four for me, which is mm-hmm. which is partners, surprising as well. Partners in Crime, Fires of Pompeii, Planet of the Oods, Antara's Stratagem, The Poison Sky, The Doctor's Daughter, The Unicorn and Wasp, Silence of the Library, Forest of Dead, Midnight, Turn Left, Stolen Earth, Journey's End, otherwise known as the Doctor Donna season. Mm. Yeah. To my mind, the Doctor Donna season is the pinnacle, perfect Doctor <laughs> Who season <laughs> companion. I, yeah. I would have thought it'd probably be two for me but isn't this four? yeah I, I think I think the trouble with that I, I agree with you a certain extent but there's a lot in there that would have pulled it down for me the relationship yeah. between the Doctor and Donna oh it's fantastic it really fantastic was. Yeah. perfect but then you got the Centauran two-parter you got the Centauran two-parter you had the uh, silence silence in the library forest mm. of the dead yes which I although there are aspects of it I like there are certain things that that drag it down you have got the one story you and I won't watch for the same reasons ever again, Midnight. Yeah. midnight. Yeah. But there again, Silence in the Library, and uh, it did introduce the uh, Vashta Narada, which is an enemy you can't see. So. Yeah. <laughs> but That's budget saving. It did also introduce the River Song. Yeah. yeah. I like the way she was portrayed. Mm-hmm. I don't like the implication of the character. Okay. It's the first beginning of a Moffat trope of someone there who knows more than the Doctor. I quite like her, and this now stronger in retrospect for me than it was first time round particularly the ending we're, we're coming from the same direction it's w- weaker now okay. because I know okay. the history mm. behind it yeah see I would quite happily put on most of that season on DVD on a wet Sunday afternoon yeah. Yeah. I'd be quite happy with that on yeah there's some good stuff in there obviously there's some even greater stuff to come <laughs> then we have season one two three five. four five mm. which is Maximus first season the 11th now, the Beast Below, Victory of the Daleks, Time of the Angels, Flesh and Stone, Vampires of Venice, Amy's Choice, Hungry Planet, Cold Blood, Vincent and Doctor, The Lodger, The Pandorica Opens, The Big Bang. You were. Well, Vin- um, Vincent is the standout episode. Yes. 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 Yeah, it's a solid 90 for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
though it's not the top. If it wasn't for Vincent, this probably would have come second from last rather than Mm. third from last. Mm. No, it's top of my list. A lot here I like, and this is the season I probably watched the most. Yeah. Uh, 11th Hour, my favourite ever. Even Beast Below, I give it an 80. I really like it. (laughs) Uh, Victory of the Daleks, 75. My two highest on that season are Victory of the Daleks and Vincent and the Doctor for totally different reasons. Okay. Mm. But they were the only two that I've given an eight to. Everything else is out as a five, six, or seven. Really? Okay. Um, Big Bang is another 90 for me. That's Vincent the Doctor. And I think I've, I've actually made Pandorica Opens in Big Bang Six, and I've been exceedingly generous there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, this is where... Um, Hungry Earth, Cold Blood. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Smith's yeah. tenure as the Doctor. The waters start to get muddied a little bit, unfortunately. I've gone on record with my problems with this season yeah. so I'm not yeah. going to get into it here I, sorry, I'm not surprised that came out top I didn't engineer that literally that, that's no, no, about those no, stories. It's, uh, very fond of those stories it's from the heart it is, it is. <laughs> I would have been shocked if they hadn't come out top yeah. but it, it did although it's not massively above what came after well, well we then <laughs> have season 6 that is my second one which did surprise me I, I which was... doesn't surprise me is it's come out as my worst season of the really? lot okay. yeah. which is the important Possible astronaut, the day of the moon, the curse of the black spot, the doctor's wife, the rebel flesh, the almost people, the good man goes to world, let's kill Hitler, night terrors, the girl who wanted, the god Wait, complex, you... closing time, the wedding of River Song. One of those got a nine. It would have got yeah. ten if we hadn't had that little bit at the yeah. end about is she or isn't she pregnant. But other than that, it... I couldn't even remember some of these episodes. I, I have to say, the majority of this season is poor for me mm. but from i think it's from the god complex onwards you had the god complex the girl who waited the other way around me. other way around and oh, the closing, one the, time closing time and the no, not the closing the, the one with the dolls night terrors night, night terrors those yeah. three i think are fantastic really? they're probably okay. one of the best written mm. things and also if you notice they are surprisingly arc light mm. Mm. see night terrors for me is 60 which is i think lowest mm. yeah, lowest I lowest of season that and Curse of Black Spot equally lowest. <laughs> it's for me. It, was it split? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is again very much a season of two halves, and they seem to have shoved the better episodes right in the second section, the second okay, half, because they're all grouped like season three with Martha. Yeah, they suddenly have back heavy in terms back of, heavy. Yeah, so the writing the suddenly stuff. the writing the plot suddenly just take off. See, I I got the Doctor's wife as being a top one. Oh yeah, and yeah. then I've got the Rebel Flesh and the almost people as a four and I'm getting generous yeah. there yeah those are my lowest <laughs> thing yeah. Curse I'll, Black Sparks Rebel yeah. Flesh Almost People Night Terror's all a bit low but they're brought up by surprisingly I've come to terms with them a bit more <laughs> Possible Astronaut Day of the Moon Doctor's Wife Let's Go Hitler Good Man Goes to War yeah. I often watch those back to back I have too. again yes, I have I have problems with Let's Call Hitler Good Man Goes to the War the premise of that is I hate really okay uh, the Doctor raising an army no oh. Just, wow. just no. Go mm. <laughs> to rescue Amy. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't do anything to rescue Amy? <laughs> but raise an army? Sure, he, he would. No, I'm not going to get into yeah, the yeah, argument yeah. now. The, no. the, for me, God complex, okay, but not great. Closing time, bit subpar. 
Wedding River Song is one Close, of the weakest. Um, closing time, I'll have to agree with you, subpar. The Wedding of River Song, it's a, a great fascinating moment, premise. Mm. Yeah. Not necessarily pulled off Not in. Not necessarily well executed. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She looked great in that bike trouser <laughs> thing. Stop yeah. thinking with your loins. <laughs> so then we move on to season seven. It's my lowest. Season seven came out as bottom half for me, which no, is the um, Asylum of pos- the Daleks. The Asylum of the Daleks, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, <laughs> A Town Called Mercy, The Power of Three, The Angels, Take Manhattan, The Bells of St. John, The Rings of Harkonnen, Cold War, no, 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 Hide, no. Journey to the Centre, The Tardis, The Crimson Horror, Nightmare in Silver, The Name of the Doctor. Now this had Cold War, which I thought was a brilliant episode. Maybe you forget about it. And then it Bizarre. had Dinosaurs on the Spaceship. Yeah, I know some people love that, but uh, I'm I, sorry, I'm comedy amused. is always tricky. I'm amused by the yeah. dinosaurs on the show. The rings of again. Sorry, that was something of a nadir for Matt Smith, that was. Time has improved it for me. Yeah, for me too, a lot. has improved I really hated it first time. Yeah. I loved the Asylum of the Daleks. Yes. Simply because of the little twists to it with Clara. Yeah, that was good. That was completely left field. I didn't like the eye sticks coming out of people's foreheads, which they repeated in Time of the Doctor. The Power 3, I quite liked the whole thing of the Doctor being stuck on Earth for a period of time to watch it, but it also, I don't know, it just... It's mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. It's 17 for me, which is... On the higher Generous end, but a lot of this season is pretty mediocre. Um, I love My it. highest one is Hyde. Again, well, yeah. I, again, it's a season of two halves. I know it was another one that was split. Yeah. But uh, I absolutely loved Hyde. Hyde, for me, is the standout episode. Yeah, see, that's yeah. Te- second to Cold War for me. Yeah. yeah. Cold War... Cold not, War 64. Yeah, mm. not, not Cold War down a bit. I can see what they're trying to do, but yeah. Journey mm. Central, the Tardis, my second worst. Yeah, of Journey... Yeah, yeah Journey... Yeah. That, that was poor. There's not enough here which is outstanding to pull up a lot of mediocre yeah. slightly poor episodes so it comes out last unfortunately I can uh, name of the Doctor I can wrap my mm. personal canon around it to make me enjoy it I understand what was going on there and enjoy the three timelines actually that is my lowest one I think 69 one less than the Wedding River song then we have season 8 8 deep middling breath. for me deep breath into Dalek robot show would listen time heist the caretaker kill mummy on the mm. Orient Express Flatline in the forest of night, dark water, and death in heaven. This for me came out, I think, as my second favourite season or third favourite season. I'm surprised this is uh, midway. I would have thought this would be much lower. Yeah, Yeah, with the exception of Robots of Sherwood. This this was middling for me. There was a couple of them that would I would put in a zero. Certainly one I would put. (laughs) Kill the Moon got two. No, kill, Kill the Moon. I didn't mind. Yeah, I, I don't did mind. Not the mind ending is stupid. But the ending yeah. is stupid, but yeah. the, as you, you know, my opinions have listened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought... <laughs> higher ones, I think. I thought Flatline was, was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Flatline, yeah, Flatline. I love Flatline. See, I liked Mummy of the Orient Express. I liked Mummy of the Orient Express. That would have been a high, high scorer. And this is the season that gave us Missy. I've got mixed... F- Dark Time Waters heist. and Death in Heaven. I kind of like got that about an eight, eight or nine because I quite like the premise of it. It's one of those ones that it's better than middling, but it's not excellent, yeah. if you know yeah. what I mean. I think for me, The Brigadier. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just no. <laughs> Maybe it'd be in the unit. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I've got lots more to say about that, but I haven't got yeah, I'm four and four it Surprised. Here. I've always thought it's quite a weak season, but actually it's stronger than I thought. Rub the short aside. <laughs> 
<laughs> and in the forest of night which is my third worst new yeah, thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we then had the magician's apprentice the witch is familiar under the lake before the flood the girl who died the woman who lived the zygon invasion the zygon inversion sleep no more face the raven heaven sent hell bent Season nine, so that comes one below series eight. For me. I think, I think, yeah, this is this is going to be. If I was doing this, this would be up the top there, possibly number one, with a few minor or glaring boo boos. Mm, yes. Sleep no more. This, actually, it's very low as well. It's fifty one. So yeah, this has come second to season eight for me, and I'm actually quite surprised. But I think it's things like the, you've got Women stuff who like lived, yeah, girl who died, mm, yeah, passes, yeah. sleep no more. Was poor then you got heaven sent yeah which That's is a 90 it. yeah because i've got heaven sent hellbent which i've given 10 out of 10 hellbent's only a 70 for me it's, it's not anywhere and you've got the zygon invasion inversion as well which i thought was a really strong two-parter yeah, 70, 75 I didn't enjoy wizard apprentice uh which, which is, is familiar. familiar first showing there was okay. something about it that again we're getting back to my own head canon mm. yeah it's some there's something in there that just didn't fit with me and seemed more like victory of the daleks to trying to get as many on screen to sell the toys it, yeah. it didn't work having all the different daleks there's there. no particular reason for it there was no there was a reason asylum as, yeah. asylum there was a reason for it this one there wasn't a reason yeah. they just seemed to be trying to replicate that yeah distance has softened those thoughts okay okay <laughs> then yeah. we went on to 10 series 10 10 the Cloudy's final the plot smile so pilot. the pilot smile thin ice knock knock who's there oxygen extremist the pyramid at the end of the world the lie of the land empress of mars the eaters of light world enough and time the doctor falls i'm actually surprised i enjoyed this season mm. But so I've actually got one. lower marks for this season than I have the one before. Again, hmm. um, it's fifth of my like level. so many other seasons. For me, this has been one. This was one of two parts. But oh. where, whereas hmm. other seasons, it's always been back heavy. The better stories were at the front. We had the real slump in the middle. Yes, we all know what that is. The, yeah. Yeah. the, three, the three episodes three in the middle. Yeah. That was a real slump, and yeah. it yeah. it got better, but didn't get to the level that it was. At the front first half of the season, except for the last two episodes. Mm. Yeah, well enough and time is 89 for me. It's yeah. a high one. I'd have to say Oxygen would be the standout episode. Oxygen is 80 yeah. for me. It's quite yeah. high. I think Oxygen was the standout episode. Extreme is 78. It's not too bad. The, the fun episode for me this season was definitely The Empress of Mars. Mm. <laughs> 71. Yeah. That, that was my... Episode. Yeah, <laughs> there was a few minutes in there that's yeah. got me po- that got me pointing and screaming at the, <laughs> and spluttering coffee at the scene. Yeah. But would my favourite certain steampunk influences. <laughs> my favourite episode overall of this was Pilot. Mm, the Pilot. Okay. I love that. Mm. Ah, okay. No, it's it only a seventy for me. Not not bad, but then mm. not last, but my one but last worst season is season eleven. Yeah, <laughs> the world fell to half. Last. The ghost monument, Rosa, Arachnids in the UK, the Zing conundrum, <laughs> <laughs> demons of Punjab, Kablam, the witch finder. It takes you away. The battle of. Uh, now i haven't got a nine or a ten in that season Mm. most of the other seasons i've got a story that i've marked as a nine or a ten the highest score i've given on this season is eight and that's the woman fell to earth and the demons of punjab i haven't 
yeah. I haven't. There's there's no twos or threes. There's a four which it takes you away, and I'm being generous there. Uh, I really, but that, I really that one that. just really annoys me. <laughs> okay, I think that's personal. But there was <laughs> there was nothing in this season that really really yeah. grabbed me in now, the way that Heaven Sent yeah. did or that Cold War did or anything mm, like that. Okay. Now, despite my defence of this season, I've got to agree it's been there's room for a hell of a lot of improvement. It's yeah. middle of the road. Like I said at the beginning of this article, I would be interested to see how my opinion change given the time mm. yeah come back to every year when yeah. series 12 is finished or, and we even, can or, even redo it. or even come back at the end of uh chibnall's reign and re-examine it yeah, yeah. it yeah. might be i might rate this along with season uh matt smith's first season mm. you know it's distance and time and, and what else they can do the current season and the first season the uh, eccleston week i mean i could draw comparisons between those because oh, yeah. it's new starts yeah. new beginnings oh, yeah. same with the uh, 11th hour yeah and this, season this, five yeah this this has been my defence this is one of the reasons why I'm boostering it up mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons why I'm boosting it up rather than slamming it down we, we wait to see how I change I, yeah. I, I get what you're talking saying because when Davison first came out I really, really, really didn't like Peter Davison. Yeah. Because I had spent my... I mean, people talk about they fall in love with David Tennant. Rest yeah. of it. I had spent my entire teenage, young <laughs> adolescence growing up seven with Tom years. Baker. Yeah. <laughs> seven years with one mm, actor yeah. playing the part. Yeah. And then suddenly you had this young upstart, upstart vet <laughs> turn yeah. up. Yeah. And, and I really didn't like him at the time. And I didn't like the episodes madly. I love them now. Yeah. Going yeah. back mm-hmm. and watching them without all that baggage and pre- you know, prejudice. Adric still gets right on my work. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, all right, dear. He gets on everyone's <laughs> week. Do we have an Adric this season? Probably not. No, no. But no. I, I enjoy the Peter Davison stuff far, far better, as you say, with the distance yeah, yeah. than I did at the time. I'm I hoping I'm going to feel that with Matt yeah. and with... Yeah. Uh, see, I enjoyed Peter most of his stuff. His stuff is three are right in the middle. All three yeah. of them together, bunched in the middle of my rankings. But yeah, I really thought that uh, Series 11 would be at the bottom, but it's not. It's fourth from the bottom. Yeah. And things like Women Who Fell to Earth... Solid 85, really like that. Yeah. Rosa. Mm. Oh, yeah. Kablam, gave it an 80. It takes you away 75. Then you've got things like Arachnids in the UK, mm. 60. Witchfinder, 60. Battle of Rancid Old Koalas, 55. But given there's so few episodes, maybe statistically the higher ones mean more. Yeah, and so say, go, going back and examining this, I have found with, with Russell T, there were very good episodes and very bad episodes. With Moffat, there were spectacular episodes and, oh my God... What yeah. the are you doing with episodes? <laughs> with so far with Chibnall, it's been yeah, they've been okay. Yeah. There hasn't been anything that's been god awful for me, but there hasn't been anything that's been fantastic. Yeah. We haven't had a, a blink or anything like that. We haven't had we haven't had a blink, we haven't had a love of monsters. That's true. You know, well, I don't know. There's been no dinosaurs in them their spaceships. <laughs> mm. I enjoyed oh, that goodness. one. It's nice tunning in cheek. Arachnids in the UK is, mm. well, Demons of Punjab, but that's <laughs> for the ending more than anything. Yeah. Arachnids in the UK is pretty much what spiders do and what spiders do. And then just vanishing mm. and at the being, end being locked being resolved. in a club it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting looking at back over the series. Is I'm surprised how overall I rank. Yeah, me I'm too, not surprised yeah. that um, Eccleston's 
is quite high up there because I ignoring anything else that went yeah. on behind the just scenes. What you just saw. from what I saw on the screen, I liked his doctor. I liked his portrayal. I remember the trailer. I heard the sound of the TARDIS yeah. engine. I saw a door open with mm. explosion behind, and I just went, "That's the doctor." <laughs> yeah, you know, he <laughs> sold me on it straight away, kind <laughs> of style, which is what I needed. I'm not surprised one of Matt Smith's seasons is the worst, and it's nothing to do with Matt. It's just I didn't get on with Moffat's style of directing. I, I was hoping more from Chibnall's I like his stuff I just wish it would be a little bit stronger I think think that's where we differ I wasn't expecting a lot from Chibnall and I've been I've been surprised by what I've seen this is on paper I'm surprised Mm. by how far (laughs) up it's gone yeah like I said Distant time. We'll come. Yeah. I'll come back to it in two years, three years. There's a lot to like about it, but uh, Chibnall's writing is not it. Although he's put a lot of work into casting and yeah. the overall feel of it, and so he's got a lot now to, that, he can take credit for. Yes, now that's in place. Perhaps he can concentrate on the writing. Yeah, maybe. One thing yeah. I find interesting is we're of a certain age, or uh, most of us of a certain uh, age. Uh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when hmm? yeah, you know, if we went back and we said right, yeah, you know, a classic season, a lot of us would probably agree. Tom Tom Baker's first season. There is not a lot in that first season of Tom Baker that is. There's a reason they put that out first on Blu-ray, and there's a reason (laughs) they put it out first on Blu-ray. I wonder if people who this knew who is their equivalent. If there's any of these seasons that have that same kind of effect Mm. and have that longevity in them that that first season of Tom Baker did. Now that's a rare season. It has to be said, Mm. but. I can't see it, but then I'm a different age and a different person to that one that watched... And Tom's first one. As we've always said, it is no longer our show. It's no longer predicted for our generation. I don't agree with that. I think it's for everybody. It's a family show. It's a family show, but I think it's been... uh, Russell T mainly aimed it for the eight-year-olds. Hmm. If he did, Moffat didn't when he was writing for RTD. So he didn't when he was writing for himself. (laughs) Yeah, see, I enjoy it as much as I did back then for different ways, and I I do like what they've done with it. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if there is anyone out there that thinks, yeah, there is a seminal... Yeah, and that's what it is. That was a seminal Doctor Who season. Is any of it so far a seminal Doctor Who? Because it's the same amount of time. Actually, it's more time has elapsed in terms of seasons to to when you got to that Tom Baker one. Yeah, because that was season 12, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. One a year. Yeah. Unlike where we are. It's it was about season 11, I think it was. It, it's I'm not going to... Three, six, nine. It would have been about season 10 or 11. By the way, yeah. One thing that New Who's got going against it is it's got so many stories per yeah. season. Mm. Not just four, as we had mm. in the old old two by the end. It's harder to get 13 classics than it is to get four. Yeah. So, listeners, which do you think of the 11 seasons that have happened so far is your standout season as a whole or your, oh my God, why did they make mm. it season? as a whole we would like to hear from you at show at staggering stories dot net and now for the final round of shatner roulette shatner roulette let uh let's go for this one i'll take that one I think I wrapped it too well. (laughs) (laughs) Found a chink in your armour. Right, do we have a winner? Do we have a wiener? Just rip the paper. There's lots of teddy bears on this. Rip the paper. (laughs) We have children's sing-along favourites. 
Okay. The teddy bears picnic, jelly on a plate, dendrine bottles. Not jelly on a plate. Yeah. Oh. Horsey horsey, that could mean all manner of things. <laughs> and old King Cole. <laughs> Is that what you and Crumbly get up to? Fake Crumbly get up to? I no, don't have, have an audio clip that in the car on the way up. <laughs> well, I think it's probably better than Susan Boyle. <laughs> Oh dear, what can the matter be? Two old ladies got locked, locked in, in the lavatory. lavatory. <laughs> They'd be there from Monday <laughs> to Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> oh, 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 We've got Porno Sonic! Yeah! Wow, 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 wow. Unreleased dieting. Oh, Unreleased 1970s porno music recorded in sex phonic sound. Have you got the one where the plumber comes in? Oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, seriously, you've got to send me a copy of this. What great tracks do we have? We have Dick Dagger's theme, cramming for college, nice and sleazy does it, spider pussy, <laughs> Sex starved secretaries prepare for takeoff. Ooh. Her magic carpet uh-huh. <laughs> laying pipe. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure that's not all that was laid. <laughs> oh, dear. Dick da- I do like Dick Dagger's theme. <laughs> right, what have we got here? Do we have a winner? It's oh, got to be oh, one of these oh. two, isn't it? Oh, what oh. do we have? We have. Busted! Busted. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I came home at lunchtime, I heard a funny noise. Went out to the backyard. <laughs> Got shot in the head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we want all of these so, critiqued so we can post it on the site. We know what this one is then. It's got to be, isn't oh, it? It's got to be. It's got to be. Here we go. And it, it is. Oh, yeah. William Shatner. Play a little audio clip of this. I'm not too sure whether to say thank you very much. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Well, it's a bit beyond the uh, seasonal time now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dashing through the snow on a one-horse open yeah, sleigh, yeah. all the things we call laughing all the way. Belt on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to laugh and sing the sleighs on tonight. <laughs> Just kill me now. Well, there we go. We'll translate the final one. Oh, no, Rick Finish Wakeman's on one of these. <laughs> yes, Rick Wakeman is on there. Ian Anderson. Yes. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> All my dreams torn asunder. Yeah. As I said, there's going to be a funeral pyre for my CD collection. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you want anyone to have it once you've gone? It's so valuable. <laughs> no, it's not that. I say all my golden idols tarnished. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just that you've got all this little collection to replace it yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> like good stuff there. Thus endeth Shatner Roulette. <laughs> roulette. Oh, come, thou rod of Jesse. Back. We can't 
say hello to the head of Pertwee. No, because he's... A- because we're not in the residence of the Pertwee home. We're not. We the per- done. For yes. the second podcast running. Yes. Indeed. The Pertwee establishment is being refurbished at the moment. Mm. Um, oh. He wasn't happy with the ermine um, carpets and the flock wallpaper and the silk curtains. No. So he's having it all done again. However, if, if we shout loud enough, he may hear us. Oh, we can try. Mm-hmm. Hello! Please don't kill the builders. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a Oh, that's a point. You have covered him, haven't you? He's not just sitting in your <laughs> no, living room. Yeah, yeah. They're going to walk in and they're going to go. Uh, <laughs> walk in and there's a head of Pertwee on a spike in the corner. Oh, your poor builders. <laughs> are they British or are they going to be sitting going, what the? In Polish no, or whatever. I'd probably say that if they were British. Anyway. Yeah. Here we have a Satan is there. We're not doing this. So, feedback. Okay. They work properly or they end up on another spike. <laughs> uh, we got here one from Matt. Matt. Hello, Hello Matt. Matt. Happy New Year, Staggers. Thanks for reading out my last email, if though a little late enough to make my whom predictions seem complete nonsense. <laughs> Made me chuckle, though. That's true. So the Daleks are back. Well, wow. one very angry Dalek mm. in this year's holiday special. <laughs> and I think it was all the better for it. Wasn't sure about Ryan's dad, though. Mm. If this episode wasn't an hour long, would there have been room for him? The Mm. friction between Ryan's dad and Graham was good, but it did slow down the plot somewhat. Yep. Mm -hmm. Chibnall did, though, make the Daleks a true force to be reckoned with again. Mm -hmm. I felt this harkened straight back to the Eccleston episode Dalek, Mm -hmm. but up the ante even more Mm. as to how completely ruthless and almost indestructible these creatures can be. The body horror of being controlled Controlled by one of these things must have been had the little one scuttling behind the sofa. <laughs> the new take on the Daleks was far better than having a daft looking eye stalk appear in the middle of the forehead. Mm. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the cobbled together Dalek design was quite delicious. I especially loved the flashing red internal light when the Dalek spoke. This made it look much more menacing. Mm. The way it dispatched people was also great, especially the troop of soldiers. It just killed without even thinking about it. Hope Tribunal keeps this up if the Pepper Pots return under his tenure. Mm. To have the only true, true way of destroying it as throwing it into the heart of the supernova makes the new Dalek a very worthy and formidable adversary. My laugh out loud moment? The Doctor realising she has no idea what a rel is. <laughs> so to help her and all of us out, here's the definition from the TARDIS wiki. Ah. A rel is a Dalek unit of measurement, yep. principally time, a mm. real counter appearing to show one Earth minute as equal to 50 rels. Oh, okay. Hmm. I thought to say I was really disappointed about the way the Beeb handled the publicity this episode. No wonder the viewing figures were on a disappointing side. I saw the new teaser online on Christmas Day and yes it was great to hear Nick Briggs screaming exterminate it was all a bit wet (laughs) and that was it the Mm. return of the Dalek should have been shouted from the rooftops hopefully the consolidated viewers will be better to sum up after a somewhat lacklustre series this pretty much made up for the shortfall my hopes and fears for 2019. Oh, yeah. I hope the new Star Trek series featuring Picard is truly excellent. Mm, to make it this year. I fear the new Star Trek series featuring Picard will be absolutely shite. That's mm. <laughs> <Yes>, H1T. <laughs> Thanks for the Christmas card and happy staggering, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Matt. Yeah, having to kill a Dalek by throwing into a supernova. Extreme. 
Yes, yeah. but the whole threat thing, if a bunch of 9th century primitives can take down a Dalek... It wasn't a whole bunch. It we, kind of like near on destroyed the entire combined forces of three continents <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I don't know, it didn't make it out to be that big a battle. But, but we don't know what else went on. No, maybe was a doctor there and helping? Yeah, that's it. You, you don't know whether at some point in time number 14 might go back to find out yeah. what happened. Maybe, maybe. Or, or was it damaged when it initially landed? hadn't fully repaired itself before they all laid on to it. Yeah. A bonfire destroying a Dalek casing. Mm. Anyway. We have one here from Naya. She says, Happy New Year, staggering storytellers. Having said that cheery thing, I'm going to move straight to how disappointed I was in the New Year's Day special. Oh, okay. oh the plot was okay enough, although I was watching in a room full of people and we were all shouting, You scanned him! Why didn't you scan her right away? Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have Daleks and Chibnall trying to sell the Tooth Fairy from Hell as a scary villain again. <laughs> yeah. But while Jodie did the best she could with the script she had, I was deeply, deeply disappointed that was there was no oncoming storm moment. Yep. These are the creatures that have dogged the Doctor through time, that the Doctor fought in a vicious hand-to-hand emotionally scarring war, Mm. that the Doctor thought for over two regenerations had made him genocide his own people. So to see Doctor 13 respond to a Dalek with 13's usual childlike approach and weirder, sometimes with what seemed like humour and amusement, as in her delivery of the scan me, I'm the Doctor line, instead of world-shattering anger and trauma was off-putting. I kept waiting for an emotionally wrenching, emotionally compelling scene, something like Eccleston's horror and fury at his first sight of a Dalek, or Tennant announcing himself as the oncoming storm, or Capaldi's stirring anti-war speech. Mm. Even something like Smith's Nobody human has anything to say to me today, scene, although I still don't think he had the chops yet to deliver that line with a proper punch. <laughs> I'm positive that Wataka has it in her to deliver a performance that could make the viewer's blood run cold, yeah. Yeah. but she was never given the chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. She was allowed to be angrier over Ryan's runaway f- uh, father than she was over an actual Dalek, and I just don't get it. Yeah. Chibnall wrote for Torchwood and Broadchurch. It's not like he can't handle dark. <laughs> well, if the rumours that Chibnall is leaving are true, then maybe the next showrunner will give her the chance. Hopefully. I'll be upset if the rumour that Whitaka is, leave- is also leaving her true, yeah. because I'd love to see more of her, her Indeed. doctor and her doctor's range. Uh, yeah. Naya. <laughs> I have to disagree. I think I agree entirely with Naya on this uh, one, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Um, I think there was uh, much more, certainly a lot more anger directed at the Dalek than we ever saw Matt Smith direct at the Dalek. Really? He was battering them with a... Only, <laughs> only the once. And then we hear news of Dalek death camps. Okay, wave of a hand. Don't bother with that. But at least he had it the once. She's not had it. Victor and Dark. It was a con- It was a contained anger. It wasn't a blast out anger. But it was anger. It was anger. This wasn't even any anger. No, no, no. I'm talking now. This <laughs> oh, was I anger. I think there was any she anger. Just I, I, acrobatics I, around the place. Yeah, no, I, she looked good doing it, doing a tuck and roll and stuff. But I, no, I, 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 I think it's more fear than anger. I think there was certainly more of a dressing than we've had against the Daleks than any other time of Moffat. Uh, not for me. Personal opinion. Yeah, clearly. All right, we have one here from Will. Hello, Hello Will. Hello, team. So I've been a tad quiet recently. It's been a hectic few months, beginning uni and all the shenanigans related to that. Hope you all had a lovely Christmas and Happy New Year. I thought I'd pop a few thoughts on Doctor Who. Honestly, I found it a bit lacklustre. Rosa and Demons of Punjab were incredibly enjoyable, but honestly, the others didn't really have that much of an impact on me. As for the characters, well, 
What's the point of Yaz? Yeah. Mm. She feels completely sidelined in 90% of the show. Yeah. Ryan is an interesting character. I love his interactions and relationship he develops with Graham. With Tarka as a doctor, doesn't really work for me. I'm sorry. I don't feel like she has a gravitas of her predecessors. And apart from her gender, not that I have a problem with the doctor being a woman, she doesn't really bring anything new to the role. I feel she is trying to do a dodgy impression of Smith Tennant. However, Bradley Walsh has carried the entire season for me. Mm. Easily the strongest mm. of the regulars. The actual look of the show, however, is fantastic. It's probably the best it's ever looked. The cinematography looks like it's something out of a film. The music is also a nice change. Nothing has really stuck in my head except the new theme, which I do really like. I also don't want to talk about the new TARDIS interior, however. Anyway, I typed you all soon. Loving the show as ever. I will. Thank you, Thank Will. You will. Thank you, Will. We have an email here from Mark. Hello, Hello Mark. Mark. Hello, you chatty bunch. Happy New Year and greetings from the bath. Okay. <laughs> Not from Bath, from the Bath. The Bath. So, another year is over, and we have another 12 months at least to wait for Jodie to flounce the Sonic once more. <laughs> I bloody hate that Sonic. Who, <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, that was the voice of Cuddles the Monkey. That's what as, I heard, isn't it? <laughs> as referring to Orville the Duck. How fun. <laughs> anyway, I digress. In my last email, I tried quite unsuccessfully, thanks, Karen, to give a five-word review for each episode. It later occurred to me that I didn't really give a summary of the new Doctor and format. Mm. The entire run felt just wonky to me. All the ingredients that I love were there, but it just didn't land, and I don't know why. First up, Jodie. I loved her, but she didn't get a defining moment that left me with goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I waited and waited... But it didn't come. Now I know. <laughs> <a bit> more. <laughs> now I know this why he's in the bath. Now I know the actress has an amazing range, so I can only put this down to the direction and the story strength. Yeah. Next up, the fam. The fam. Graham obviously rocks, <laughs> but the other two haven't had their moment yet. On paper, both of them should be amazing, mm. but again, I don't think that this is a talent issue. So again. Mm is down to the stories and directions. Mm. And stories, I'm not sure all the episodes had one, but the ones that did were great. Mm. Finally, the New Year Day special. I loved it! (laughs) This is what episode one should have been. And then built up from there. Mm. The corset, the corset time. <laughs> I love that. Mm. The co- yeah, I've just had an idea for a steampunk outfit. <laughs> the corset Dalek was a little hard to swallow. Mm. Well, it's because he's made of metal. Oh. But I get the sentiment. Personally, I would have loved to have been a spider Dalek or an updated special weapons. Blimey. Yeah. But who knows what a Dalek Scout looks like? I know I don't. And at least it wasn't paradigm shaped. Thank you for that. <laughs> As fans, I think we live in a constant conflicted state, yeah. existing both in the hope and disappointment, only to find happiness via reflection with the Blu-ray <laughs> box set. Some so I, that. Yeah, second that. I look forward to the imminent happiness before the hope and disappointment of 2020 grabs me by the knackers. <laughs> Wishing you all the very best of health and happiness for a new year, Mark. Mm. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Mark. I, th- yeah. I think the end of that is actually quite sixteenth. Mm. We all do live in hope and disappointment yeah. and then only appreciate what we had by reflection. Well, yeah. I think we can all safely assume that uh, Resolution of the Darks was very much a Marmite episode. Generally, people loved it. I think about 80-90% seem to love it. We're here, it's about 50-50, I don't know why. There we go. Right, we do have one bit of audio feedback. Woo! Which no doubt we'll talk about it as well. Whose bit of audio feedback is this? It would be from somebody called Reese. Hello, Reese. 
Hello, Staggerers. It's me, Reese, and I'm back, and I'm here to talk about the episode of Doctor Who that we get this year, the New Year's special. Now, part of me was thinking, oh, this is the first ever New Year's special instead of a Christmas special, but then I realised, well, no, End of Time Part 2 went out on New Year's Day. That counts. Now, also, I would just like to note, I'm recording this quite late in the evening, so uh, I'm going to be talking quite quietly, but let's get on with this nonetheless. So, resolution. I think this is probably Chibnall's best written story yet. At least it had the most interesting elements. It had quite a good pace, and that was set up straight away with a very Lord of the Rings-esque opening, which was quite dramatic, and the voiceover was really good, and it was shot really well, and it had fonts that people are complaining about. I didn't really mind the fonts, and honestly, if people are spending their time complaining about the fonts, the rest of the episode should have been quite good, you'd think. And it was. Uh, I personally would have enjoyed it more if I hadn't been spoiled at the fact that the Daleks were in it. Hearing rumours is fine, but there was a trailer that came out where they just added the word exterminate to the end of the trailer that had been circling at the time. And it's just quite annoying that, uh, you know, they, they decided to do that. I would have liked to have found out as we were watching it and gone, oh, the rumours were right. Everyone was right. Instead, I had it told to me before seeing the episode. Anyway, I'm just always going to complain about that. I like a yeah. good tease in a trailer. I like trailers, yeah. but I like it when they tease and misdirect, not when they tell you exactly what's going to happen <laughs> to the point where you almost don't need to watch it. Yeah. There are times I side with Adam on trailers, but there are other times that I think that trailers are actually a really useful form of marketing and somewhat storytelling in their own way. For example, the trailer for 2009 Star Trek gave very little away, I feel, and it's very exciting and it's really well edited and produced and the music is really great. It actually goes up there as the best trailer I've seen. I think it's just really well done for a trailer. Anyway, that's another subject. But in this case, trailers were mishandled. But back to this. I said it earlier, but the script's got a great pace to it and really jumped right into it. Uh, with the opening sequence and the music did the same and then it didn't really relent the script might have relented a little bit in the scenes with ryan and his dad but the music was still great during that yeah i've got to say i've seen this episode twice i liked it a lot the first time i watched it it was really really good and i didn't think it really dragged too much i saw people saying oh the scenes between ryan and his father dragged and it took away from what was otherwise a well-paced episode and i didn't think that the first time around but watching it again i certainly can agree with that to be honest i also didn't think much of the dialogue in those scenes i got the point of what they were saying and what they were doing and how ryan was expressing how his father had gone had really impacted him but it kind of I started thinking, oh, come on, Ryan, just give it a rest. And then I realized my problem wasn't really with Ryan. The character had a right to be saying that, and Tosin Cole was playing that really well. My problem was more that, oh, come on, Chibnall, you made the point. This character's annoyed at this. And I feel like he was just hammering us over the head with it. Those scenes were well acted, but I certainly do think it detracted from what was otherwise a really, really well-paced episode, which is something the majority of last season were missing for me. So this made up for a lot of things that uh, didn't sit well with the last season. 
But moving on to things that really did sit well with me, the direction this episode was fantastic, and I was wrong. I think last time, or when I talked about the finale, I said that this was directed by uh, Jamie Childs, who was my favourite director of last season, one of my favourite things of last season. He just did a great job. It wasn't. It was actually directed by someone called Wayne Yip, and I just wanted to give credit where credit's due, because he did an equally fantastic job as Jamie would have done. But there are some shots in this that are just really beautiful because of the framing. And there was some really great use of uh, reflections, like in the sewer, where Lynn was looking for the the package that had disappeared because a a rat had taken it, as they were were theorising. But there was a really great shot where she kind of turned towards the camera holding the torch and the torch reflected off the water and back up into the camera, as well as you could see the torch from coming from the torch, the light coming from the actual torch. Um, it was quite well done, and I just, I really like that sort of thing. Also, side note about Wayne, he directed The Empress of Mars and The Lie of the Land, and I know you guys didn't think too much of the Monk trilogy. No. I personally quite liked it, so that means that season 10 was just phenomenal for me. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't think you could take away from his direction. I think he did a very good job with that episode. But also, he directed the most recent Dirk Gently. He directed a couple of episodes of that. And something that'll make real Keith happy, he's directed some of Cloak and Dagger as well. So he's a bit of a, a bit of a rising star, I'd say, uh, and one to keep an eye on. Something else I really liked about this episode, and it kind of ties in with the look of the thing, was the CGI on the Dalek, especially in those sewer scenes. It looks better when you CGI something if it's under one light source. Where there's multiple light source, you kind of have to work on putting in a lot of detail, but it kind of helps that there was just the torchlight light coming from one direction, and it looked particularly good. And also, I feel like the whole explanation that it's a, what is it, recon scout, is why it looks different than other Daleks, and I kind of appreciated that explanation. It's kind of like a tougher survivalist Dalek that was genetically manipulated to look different, so maybe if the Daleks come back, they'll look like they did and be slightly smaller like they were uh, in RTD's time. Although, actually, no. In, uh, God help me, I just thought of Evolution of the Daleks, which honestly isn't that bad. It's the effects that really let it down. And the fact that it's a two-parter. If it was a one-parter and the effects were better and Dalek Sec didn't look so bad, I reckon it would be a, a much better episode. So I, I kind of side with Keith on that being a bit of a guilty pleasure. But, yeah, thinking about that, they were actually quite big because it engulfed an entire human being. So never mind, I take that back. The CGI on the Dalek just looked fantastic. And then sticking with the Dalek, uh, I also thought, thought the cobbled together nature of the, the shell looked pretty good. Although my only problem is how many bloody missiles did that thing have? Yeah. Just a tad too many for my liking. He had, he had to find those. Whereas, you know, Daleks at their full power using actual Dalekanium and all of that, I would, I could accept that they had multiple bombs, etc. And also, again, because this is a Dalek episode, I'm focusing a lot on the Dalek, Sagan Akinola did an excellent job with the music, as I was mentioning earlier, but he also included a nod to Murray Gold's Dalek theme, and I'm so happy about that. I love musical continuity, and he really didn't have to do that. He's been making the show his own and the music his own, but he included a nod musically, and I really appreciated that. Also, something else I appreciate from him is he does a lot of um, behind-the-scenes pictures that he posts online, and he takes p- pictures of the various uh, instruments that he uses, the guest musicians that he gets in, and the various studios they've recorded in. Like, you know, that's how I found out that they recorded the music for Demons of the Punjab at uh, Abbey Roads because he's mm. he's telling us this sort of thing. And as like a film score nerd and a TV score nerd, I uh, 
quite appreciative of that. No, I'm quite appreciative of that. I, I enjoy getting those little bits of information. What else? There, there's a lot I liked about this episode. There was a, a great pace to it. Um, it's still guilty of a lot of the things that the season was guilty of, where, you know, Yaz barely had anything to do, yeah. and that I'm quite disappointed about. I've heard tell that there's going to be more for her, which... I'm glad because otherwise you may as well just have two companions or one. I like the idea of having three. I just want them to do it properly. And yes, I'm being a bit defensive of Yaz because I've said it before. I do love Mandip Gill. She's <laughs> wonderful and lovely um, and deserves a whole lot more because she's capable of a whole lot more. But yeah, it's, it's certainly guilty of a fair few things. It's quite a simple plot. It's also quite a, a retread of uh, 2005's Dalek. Although that being said, I do appreciate that it is because it made Daleks scary again and threatening mm-hmm. again, which they haven't been for a while. I think Adam said this before. They're kind of like ninjas where yeah. one of them is very powerful and threatening. And then suddenly if you get a whole lot of them, they can be wiped out really easily. But in this case, it was threatening for quite a while. You know, it's it's a strong episode. I quite liked it. I liked the pace. It's up there with The Woman Who Fell to Earth as one of Chibnall's best scripts. Yeah, I think it's on par script-wise with The Woman Who Fell to Earth, but there's still something I prefer about The Woman Who Fell to Earth. It actually, this one felt heartless. It lacked the warmth of previous episodes, and there's something about The Woman Who Fell to Earth that had that warmth, I think because of the Doctor's speech on the crane and things like that. And she had a similar speech in this where she... Actually, she had a few confrontational speeches with the Daleks, which were excellently delivered, but they weren't as heartwarming and hopeful because it's talking about... It's basically a message to the naysayers for Jodie, talking about how you can have such great potential and move on, etc., into the future. I just prefer that kind of exciting message as opposed to threats from the Doctor, although it's good that she was standing her ground and being really strong. But yeah, it's a good episode. Uh, I'm just a bit disappointed it's the only one we're getting this year. Mm, yeah. But there are other things that can hold us over until then. There are a whole lot of superhero stuff, all the CW stuff, some Marvel stuff, etc. But I would just like to leave a quick recommendation for something. Oh, yeah. uh, I've recently recommended this to Adam. It's called Travelers. It's a TV show, which is a a Netflix show created by Brad Wright, who was one of the driving forces behind Stargate, specifically SG-1. Many would say the good years. And it's really interesting. It's a time travel sci-fi show. I won't give too much away, but I recommend you check it out. It's on Netflix. They've just released season three, so there's a fair bit to get through. I think there are 10 or 12 episodes per season, and it's quite good. I would thoroughly recommend it. Now, I've been going on for a while, despite the fact I said I'd be quick. Um, I've just got one more thing to say, which is a bit of a uh, tongue-in-cheek prediction for the future. And that is that Ian Levine will block me on all forms of social media when I just find the crack and tell him, well, stop watching it then. Because all he does is complain about Doctor Who. Anyway, thank you all for the wonderful podcast. Thank you. Late last minute hello to the head of Pertwee and anyone else in the room. And uh, I'll speak to you again next time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, a couple of points I want to add after being reminded. The music, generally good. Although I thought the bit where the doctor said, it's a Dalek, was a bit overly dramatic. The music there, (laughs) a bit over the top, but never mind. You mentioned some of the shots being really nice. See, some of the TARDIS shots, they remind me of the one in front of the nebula, whatever it was, which looked like a target novelization for a girl, like he's a Marinus, maybe. Mm. And uh, the bit at the end where the TARDIS goes into the time vortex looked like 
the old title sequence, the old Tom Baker Pertwee yeah, one. Yeah, but it's front on, just, just straight. Yeah, yeah, not spinning. Although it yeah. starts to spin, it starts to spin at the end. But it, yeah. you're going straight on away from you. No, I do Most like the there. music. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Generally. It isn't overpowering as a whole. No, as a whole. <laughs> there are moments, but <laughs> a moment, but yeah. But for the most part, it is much more uh, restrained. There we go. I think that's it for today. Yeah. Okay. Lead us out crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but never fear, in the, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. <laughs> more news and reviews. More who old and new. <laughs> oh, no. Lost it now. Yeah, I lost it there. Well, I, <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say. What happens when you blow up the elephant's bum? <laughs> in the next one there'll be more fun frivolity and jollity more news and reviews more who old and news so until that S for Shatner oh <laughs> scintillating staggering scornful soggy <laughs> splattering sycophantic spegma syncopating <laughs> comes slithering sloppily slowly seductively <laughs> towards us this is me crumbly saying be seeing you Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, Series 1, number 306, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Angie Simpkins, Gene Riddler and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Now, where's my tea? You've got to have a dream. Shabba shab. If you don't have a dream. Shabba shab. How are you going to make a dream come true? Nightmare. Nightmare come true. I found out I was in the garden after eating too many mince pies. What? Alcoholic mince pies, were they? No, no, you lot said I was too fat from eating too many mince pies. yeah. And you couldn't roll me in. Yeah. Look, that's one of the better things that's happened. I've had terrible things happen to me in my absence. They always think it's 4th of July, it's actually 2nd of July. Okay. Actually, the, the declaration wasn't signed until the 5th. because Oh, quite... controversy, uh, controversy. Yeah, although it was passed in the... Uh, legisl- passed in, yeah. Yeah, legislature. I mean, because a lot of signatories hadn't turned up yet. Yeah. There's some speculation it wasn't until August. But anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not anyway. 4th of July, though, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, 4th of July is the one date we agree it isn't on. So it's us blighties. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wish the doctor would uh, would have a moment where her companions are frightened of her. <laughs> mm. A bit like you had with uh, Donna looking at the doctor as he's killing the Ragnos. Because even with Davison, he lost his patience with them because mm. of how See, stupid that, that they were of being. Raw power and it actually f- takes all the companions aback a bit. This is the thing with bro- dark side. Yeah. I think <laughs> this is one of the things my brother in uh, and a lot of people he's talking to over there and I think it's because they are still seen as a female and they say oh she's not having a powerful moment but the problem is that is not Jodie Whittaker that is the writer if the writer doesn't write the doctor walks into the room and everyone defers to them there's no matter what that actor or actress wants yeah. to do, that is how everyone's going to play the part. Yeah, you know, they could have done that and they could have, like, the doctor walks into the room, everyone turns their back on them. 
for any of the male doctors. Mm. The, The writer has to create the strength of the character because if it's not written in there, the actress can't grab the other character actors and say, look at me, I'm the doctor. <laughs> you know, I get some people's frustrations with it in that there is still that feeling of not quite giving us that power. Yeah. Mm, last of the Time Lords. And She's feels- not anymore. Well, no, no. Could still be the I other, think, or God knows what else. I think that... I think that <laughs> is, something more than the Time Lord. I think that is something that also cuts it down, is in the mythology itself, she or he is no longer the end stop because mm. we've got the Time Lords back. Yeah. Uh, yes, they might be cowering at the end of time, trying to hide, but there is yeah, still... Yeah, taking the interest, but... Yeah. There's, yeah, there's still that... There is still now that high authority. Mm. We're just getting into a whole a whole musings here, chap yeah. chapettes. Probably if, might not even appear on the podcast. But probably the end of maybe. One of the premises they were coming out with was that you kind of like had this triad of Rassilon, Omega, and a oh, third creative time lord that was involved in the establishment of the society that had to be hidden away. Guess who that is? But the reason <laughs> that was done is because they were trying to add re-add mystery to the show. They weren't trying to make the character into a godlike authority figure. They were trying to add mystery to the show because the character had become too well known, yeah. which we have now thanks to Moffat. Which is why I'm, I'm yeah. thinking maybe we yeah. need they need to reintroduce that kind of like something just to put some mystery they, back yeah. into the character. Yeah, she isn't mysterious. No, yeah. no, we've seen right to, even down to where he used to sleep as a child. Yeah, yeah. Know, you know, yeah. Which is again, back to my lovely episode. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I say yeah, maybe they want to go back to that kind of like revisiting that. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Don't break your teeth! Ting! (laughs) Bits of white enamel flying through the air. I have to sit on it a bit to make it a bit uh, soft. (laughs) What, the CD or the chocolate? Well, maybe both. So what are you chucking away then? Charity shop. Charity shop. Johnny Dennis. Since you've been gone. <laughs> Since you've been, been gone. gone. Since you've been gone. I'm out of my head, can't take it. Since you've been gone. <laughs> I'll keep the Bradley Walsh in it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Karen. Oh, Which ones did you get? Status quo. Mm. That's too sensible. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Walsh. That's less sensible. Susan Boyle. Ooh, that's extremely unsensible. <laughs> Armstrong. Anton Deck <laughs> and Billy Piper <laughs> and classic role. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he loves them all and is going to be playing them all on the way home. Well, I'm playing yeah, Bradley Walsh. Yeah, he? <laughs> no. ha- yeah, I think he has. One of them, the he cowboy has. one. Yeah, the cowboy yeah, one. Yeah, and that one, yeah, that's got him flummoxed. <laughs> totally. Got to say hello at least. Croak at them. Croak at them. Hi, this is Barry White saying, let's get it on. <laughs> See you later. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> I was waiting for something and I was sitting there doing that and one of my counsellors just looked at me with that look and says, I know what that means. Mm. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I just get into the habit of tapping it when I'm waiting for things.